As a teenager, you were controlled and confined by what others demanded and expected of you. In your 20s, you were consumed by what others thought of you. In your 30s, you realized you were still conflicted by what you truly thought of yourself. But now, in your 40s and beyond, it's finally time to live fearlessly, fabulously, and fully you. Let's go. Hey sis, welcome to In the Middle with Myra, and I'm your host, Myra Rollins. So why don't you just meet me in the middle? Hey ladies, what's going on? It's Myra. Thanks again for tuning in. Just wanted to come on before we get started with the interview and make sure you listen to the end because there will be a special offer and a discount for all the In the Middle with Myra listeners from the Woe Creative Company. They will be giving a wonderful, amazing, unpass upable <laughs> discount for anyone interested in branding their business um, for the month of October. So make sure to look in the show notes and click on that link to claim your discount to brand and boost your business. So enjoy the show. Have a great day. Hey, ladies in the middle, welcome back. I am so appreciative that you chose to stop by again and again and again. And as you can tell, I'm smiling because this is honestly um, one of the highlights of my week. Talking to you ladies is just, um, I don't know, it gives me joy because I know that together we are getting better and better. And today, today I have two wonderful ladies who are going to help all of you who are in the middle trying to get on top. (laughs) And what I mean by that, if you are looking um, to brand your business and brand your ideas and your products, then I have two do just that. So I will allow Veronica and Rachel to quickly introduce themselves. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hi. I'll start with Veronica. You go right ahead. My name is Veronica Shanklin, and I am the marketing and design um, architect for Well Creative. And I have over 20 years experience in marketing, branding, and event management. And I'm excited to be here today. I am excited too. And I will let the listeners know that there might be a little bit of random random jabbing thrown at Veronica, but it's okay because we have been friends for how long, Veronica? I don't know how long like, we'll be friends if um, if there's going to be all this jabbing and shade, my goodness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We've been friends for a very long time. <laughs> Say that again, Veronica. I'm sorry. Your shade got cut off. Maybe that was God. Say it again. <laughs> what did you say when I said how long we've been friends? I said, I don't know how much longer we're going to be friends if there's <laughs> a lot of shade and jabbing here. However, in the past, we've been friends since elementary school. Elementary. Yes, ma'am. Second grade. So welcome to the show. And I'll be nice because you are my guest. All right, Rachel, your turn. <laughs> Well, ladies, I'm going to come in as the newbie in the friendship. Um, I'm Rachel Ray Henry, and I am the strategy architect for Vogue Creative Co. Um, We are excited to be here. I've known Veronica for not as long as you, Myra, but for a little over a decade now. And I've been a marketing strategist for just that long as well. So very happy to be here. I'm very excited to, to connect with you this way. 
All right. I appreciate you being here. So, ladies, I just want to um, get some information, some background and some clarity on what your company is. What is Woe Creative and who do they help? And um, how can you, as far as my listeners, where do you think um, they could benefit? So that was a lot of questions in one. So I'm going to back up and just say, what is Woe Creative? And that's a great question, Myra. Well, you know, as simple as I can put it, Woe Creative is a boutique style marketing firm, but uh, we specialize in branding for service-based businesses primarily, those who are interested in building long-standing impact through the work that they do. So um, Myra, the best example of that would be you. You were one of our first clients when we started Woe Creative. And so, um, you know, I'm excited for us to learn more about what experience was hear about that with some months between it and uh, answer any questions you have about that for sure and I had an awesome experience and I definitely want to get into that um, as we go and so I heard you mention the word like branding so like what is branding and it seems so official so big so Hollywood so can you give me some information on what branding is and how someone in a small startup business would need to brand Well, I think that both Veronica and I both have tons of goodness, you know, thoughts around what branding is. So I I think I'll just be really quick and say that branding is the visual component of storytelling that is necessary for a customer, a client or um, any audience to be able to receive your message, which then in turn gives them what they need to interact with you and hopefully then purchase. So it's, it's the visual storytelling aspect, um, but it definitely starts before that. And so V, if you wanna share some of that with us. Um, I just wanna add that a quote that I've heard about branding is branding is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Mm. From, from when you think of it like that, it's your, um, your reputation mm-hmm. for your product. It's when you think of you think about branding, you think about major companies, you think about Chick-fil-A. I mm-hmm. think that's a really popular brand that you can think about. And mm-hmm. you have a certain feeling about Chick-fil-A. You know, they have great customer service. You know, they go above and beyond. You know, they have great food. You know what they look like, you know, with their logo, their colors. So all of that packaged together is your brand. Wonderful. And so as well Creative, you all help people to, is it to make their vision or to bring it to light or both? What, what would you guys say? I definitely say our job is really specific. It is to take your message, your brand, your vision, and be able to share that with the public. And so, you know, when we think about clients that start off and maybe they have an excellent product or they have an excellent service, a lot of times they've built quite a career that comes before branding. And I, you know, I look forward to us talking more about that later, but you know, Myra, when you came to us, you were a speaker already, you were a facilitator and a trainer. So we didn't, we didn't build you, you know, we didn't build your business. You came to us with a vision and we helped to execute that, pull that forward and then share that with the world. Exactly. And so because it is such a personal, since it's such a labor of love, just who you are in your business, whether it be a product or training, it's very difficult to bring someone else in and to explain your vision. And then number two, trust them with that. 
So how do you all work with clients to establish that? I guess the word would be comfort level. Okay, um, I'll answer that. So I think one of the main, I guess one of the positive things about Woe Creative is that we want to build a relationship with our clients. We want to get to know you. And um, Rachel, as the strategy architect, she sits down with you and goes through a very extensive process to get to know your brand. She conducts what we call a brand ID clinic. And she learns about you. She learns about um, your messaging, exactly what it is that you're trying to communicate and uh, builds from there. So I think it's it's not just a really quick cut and dry, hey, what's your favorite color and what's your product? And here you are. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot more to it. So I think building that relationship with our clients is really important. And I think that getting to know our clients helps us to build their brand. For sure. And so you all do an amazing job of that. I'm definitely when Rachel came in, we sat down for a very long time and um, through different tools, um, we just really got into my brain and into my heart. And it really made for um, what I believe was just the manifestation of what I wanted my brand to be and look like. But for others who may or may not work directly with Woe Creative, what are some things that um, we need to look for specifically to make sure that that company or that person might um, will be the right um, person to partner with? That's a great question. Um, you, you mean in terms of them looking for a professional to hire, whether they're working with us? Or not? For sure. Yeah, there, um, there are definitely some key factors that you want to look for when you're hiring a brand, either a team or an individual who's going to serve you. One of those first things um, that I think makes us unique and that probably will make any successful small business unique is word of mouth and referrals. So the very first thing that you want to, be able to kind of check for credibility is, you know, what do other people have to say? If we're here to brand, then usually kind of to Veronica's original point, what do people have to say about this particular individual or business? And so oftentimes we'll get caught up on someone's website, which is a huge part of branding, but there are a lot of talented people who are not necessarily able to serve and connect with their clients. And that's where, you know, something like our experience, Myra, does pull in. It, it's connection first, quality of connection, mm -hmm. then credibility. And then and after that, and only after that, I would say you could then trust the results and trust that you have that kind of experience. So you'll want to look for referrals. You'll want to look for word of mouth. You'll want to, you know, check the streets and make sure that there's some credibility. <laughs> and I always recommend people check out like LinkedIn and actual resumes, not just those pretty fancy, shiny websites that exist. For sure. And so thinking um, and speaking of web pages, like, do I need one? Web pages can be so expensive. And so a lot of people don't get a website and they may just do like business cards and word of mouth first. So can you all speak to um, does a person starting a business need a website? And then if so, where are we looking to do it, professional or on our own? So that's kind of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it definitely depends on the type of business, you know, how, how much you need a website. Um, you know, as far as products, you definitely need a website. If you're selling online, you need an online store to sell your products. Um, when it comes to services, 
I think one thing that you can do is just start with a simple landing page. So a lot of people are not familiar with landing pages or think that they need some really detailed, deep website to get started. And that's not necessarily so. You need to at least have a place where people can find you. So maybe that's your picture and contact information and you know a way to get in touch with you and maybe some information about what your service is or what you're offering. And that's just a start. So I would you know, recommend at least having the bare bones basic. It doesn't have to be as extensive as people are thinking. You're about to spend you know, thousands of dollars on a website. That's not ne necessarily um, needed at the very beginning stages. Eventually, yes, you build up to that, but you don't necessarily need to invest $10,000 in a website you know, from day one, which, which gotcha. I think there's something else that we'll talk about later, I think, for one of your other questions, but go ahead. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So definitely starting with a landing page so that you have some kind of web presence that people can find you and get to know about Crucial. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, and then going into from, you know, websites and there's all this social media. And so as you ladies know, um, my audience are women who are 40 and above and many of us are not up on all the technology. And so it just feels as if things are coming out one after the other so fast. Like the latest thing is TikTok and I'm sure there's something after TikTok. <laughs> so where, where do I need to be? Do I need to be on Facebook? Do I need to be on Twitter? Do I need to do all the things? Cause it can get so overwhelming. So what is your advice on social media presence Oh, where I need to go. <laughs> Listen, Myra, you're hitting all the questions because the truth is <laughs> there's no right or wrong way to answer this. So I'm just going to say get in where you fit in. And what that means is every brand is unique. Every business has a different um, audience. And it's so important to go where your people are. So um, with your core audience and knowing your demographic so well, because we are so intertwined and in your brand, I would say that the listeners are more than likely those who are traditional, um, if, if on social media and active using things like Facebook and um, possibly also dabbing in uh, or, or interested in things like Instagram. Yes, there's TikTok. And yep, there is something after that. Face, uh, Instagram Reels are new. And yes, there's Twitter. And yes, there are tons of other social media platforms. It can get overwhelming. And it's so important to just scale back and choose something that you can be consistent with. So if I had to recommend, for example, Myra, you know, when we first started, I was, you know, my recommendation was two, no more than three plat, excuse me, platforms at a time. And mm -hmm. so that would, we would, we first have to ask, where is your audience? And in your case, your primary audience is Facebook. It was your existing um, page, your personal page. And so our goal for, for your social media was to convert your, so your personal page into you know, what we call um, members of a private Facebook group. So there was a strategy surrounding that. But that won't be the case for everyone. But I, I would say wherever you have the most interaction naturally is where you should spend time. And then once you master that platform, welcome in the second. And then, you know, really understand that before you work with any other. So our magic number is two to three platforms at a time. We'll, our particular agency is versed in, you know, Facebook and Instagram and now more recently adding things like Pinterest. And um, if, but if you're, if you're a speaker in your case, Myra, you know, LinkedIn might be a better platform for you when you're looking to, to do, um, you know, trainings and facilitations rather than podcast 
uh, connections and conversations. So there's a little, we could go on and on and on about that. What I would say is this, however you are in your personal life and thinking about the requirements for having to show up on the digital platform, you want to remain consistent. So you don't want to overdo it. If you're someone who you spend a lot of time on Facebook already, then it's probably going to be easy for you to post five to seven days a week. But if you're someone who hardly ever wants to get online, you may have to use a platform or a tool, which I'll let Veronica share a little bit about some tools, but something that you can auto populate for you or automate in that case. And there are tools that can help you show up when you don't want to show up. And I think that's where I'll pass it over to V. All right, Ms. Veronica, you want to take it from there? Sure. Um, so when you talk about consistency and um, something that people don't realize is a lot of the influencers that you see online, those posts are scheduled. So you can schedule posts out for a month, which is something that we recommend sitting down, you know, even scheduling it for a week so that you don't have to jump on Instagram every day and make sure that your posts. So maybe mm -hmm. on Sunday, you sit down, you plan out your content, and then you would use a tool or an app so there's apps like Later, there's um, another app called Hootsuite, but there's several apps out there that you can use to schedule your content. So it makes it a little easier so that you, again, don't have to make sure that every day I'm jumping online to post. Um, exactly. And they have. We started <laughs> talking to the listeners the three of us hopped on a call and all of us were like, oh, girl, how are you doing? It's been a day. And so if you try to, in the midst of crazy days like this, think that you're going to get consistency with posting, it's just not going to happen. So apps that you just mentioned, consistent, because whether you've had a crazy day or a calm day, it's already scheduled to go and it's not incumbent upon you and your schedule to make sure that it happens that day. So I would encourage anyone who is um, trying to be consistent in their posting to definitely use those automatic automated systems to um, help you with that. Um, my, so, yeah, I just wanted to add, yes, you can schedule these things for a month, but something that's really important with social media is engagement. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a post it and forget it strategy. Mm -hmm. You still need to go back to your page and check these posts, check these comments, respond, check your inbox, you know, all of those things to make sure you're engaging with your audience. So, yeah, Veronica, since you're speaking of that, tell me the difference between a simple like versus engagement or like a simple someone's reading it. And like, so what's the difference and why is that crucial? So likes are actually a type of engagement. So likes, okay. comments, shares. Those are all types of engagements and all are important. Um, I think clearly comments are really important. You can start conversations and that's how you build relationships. But all are really important when you're talking about um, social media. And, and just to add, all of these platforms have their own rules or things that help um, what we call algorithms. These are really just the way that the tools are designed to help decide. You know, every time you log into Facebook, you see six people popping up on your phone. <laughs> it's because of their engage it's because they're actively engaged on these particular platforms. So if Bobby down the is constantly posting and people are liking and commenting, then Bobby's gonna pop up in your phone um, every time you log into Facebook. And that is just the way 
that this works. Now, um, algorithms change all the time with these platforms, especially Instagram. I think there's changes quite a bit, but there are things that, you know, are a little bit too loaded to go into on this call, but things like uh, advertising, paid advertisements that also help push certain pages and um, business pages or business groups or profiles to the top of your feed. So there are a lot of things, but I would highly recommend that if you are creating content, you do go back. Like she said, if you schedule it, you do go back, you do engage, whether that's asking, you know, um, your clients and your, uh, excuse me, your clients and your customers to help share, like call to actions are very important. So, hey, if you like this, share it. Hey, if this is something that is useful for you to save it. If this is something that you feel could help someone, tag them. Call to actions make the difference and usually increase your engagement, which helps increase your visibility. Gotcha. So after, you know, you post your content, whether that be um, a blog post or a picture or whatever, um, actually ask your audience to do something. And that's the call to action. Always call to action if you can. It doesn't always mean buy something from me. It could just mean, hey, tell me how you feel. Tell me how does this post resonate with you? Do you have an experience like this that you could share? The more engaging you are with your audience, the more likely they are to, to, to communicate and become a community and not just some an outlier looking at your work. Great advice. I need to make sure that on all mine, I'm doing that because I have not been. So refresher. Thank you. (laughs) So listen, so to the person who was saying I'm getting this grassroots effort or I just don't have much extra cash, whether it be um, I don't have it in my business flowing right now or because of COVID things are tight, like whatever the situation And they're saying that I have money to hire one, maybe two key people. Like, what would you recommend in a situation like that? And when it comes to um, brand building, would it would it be the website designer or um, would it be someone specifically with marketing? What do you guys think? Okay, so I'll I'll start this one and I'll say just from my standpoint, definitely need to hire someone with a graphic and web design background because it's very important that your stuff look professional, um, that your graphics look professional. And so I would definitely say start with that. And even if it's just that you get someone to create some templates and you take it from there, but web and graphic design are pretty, you know, worth the investment. And again, it could just be a landing page. You know, it could not necessarily the $10,000 website that you're starting with. But mm-hmm. and, and these are things that people try to do on their own and people like us usually come behind them and try to, you know, help fix what they started once they realize <laughs> maybe I am not cut out for this. This might not be my mystery. So it's definitely exactly it's definitely worth the investment to um to start off with a professional and you can find freelancers online. Um, you know, there there are lots of resources as far as finding graphic and web designers and then Rachel? Yeah. And and just to add to that graphic and web design section, kind of back to the discussion of landing pages, the discussion of, you know, if you're someone listening, you're like, listen, I just want to try it myself. You know, I am ready to brand and I just need something that I can go do. We are, I will be the first to tell you, there are some great tools out there that you can write down and check out on your own. Something like Wix, something like Squarespace, something like Canva, if you've never heard of them, check them out. They are really great tools that you can use that you can find your way through. But like B said, when you are ready to then, you know, maybe take it up a notch, I'd say 
The second person you need to work with is a strategist, someone who understands content marketing and then also has that relationship with the graphic and web design. So um, that's why VNR is such a good team, because we really we found our individual lanes and we support each other through that. Um, and, you know, Myra, I would love for you to share just like with your experience, you know, um, obviously you knew Veronica before we um, came together and created Well Creative. But, you know, what was your experience? What would you say was your favorite sure. you know, part of it? I was actually, mm -hmm, for sure. I wanted to kind of lead into that. And so we're trekking right <laughs> together because I was going to say that's exactly what happened for me. Um, I did all that I could do on my own and at the point to where I was getting more business and I was ready to increase my um, price point for my engagements. But when I looked at um, my social media presence, my lack of a website, um, just the total lack of, let's use the correct word, branding, I was like, it's shake and bake and I need some. <laughs> and so I um, connected with you all. And from there, it not only, I will use the word without being dramatic, catapulted my um, business and my confidence. Mm -hmm. And I'll just start a little bit um, at the top and then we'll discuss that what you all call the branding blitz. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much they come into your house or workspace and they take over, but in a good way. They sit down and I didn't realize it was going to be a crew. <laughs> I thought it was just going to be them too, but they brought in the extra assistants. And um, it was so many things going on simultaneously that it was just amazing and encouraging. So it started with um, a photo shoot. So I forgot they bring in a photographer as well. So um, while the photo shoot is going on, um, there's also the website that's starting to um to be built and that website is being built based off questionnaires and different things that I've already submitted it. So with the branding blitz, it doesn't start that day. It starts weeks in advance. And so um, for me, when it was all over with, I not only had professional pictures, I had a website that was practically done that day. Um, and I also had just, for me, the biggest thing was just direction. I had a plan. I had a plan of, how to post, when to post, who was I um, targeting, what should be some of my next steps. And so for me, it has really centered me and helped my business. So that's my experience. Um, yeah. And so if you, I think I did an okay job, but if you all want to go into oh. a little bit more detail <laughs> about the branding blitz, go ahead. Oh, Myra, you were, you did great. You painted a really great picture. I actually think, you know, you're just such a stellar client. So it was easy to come your space and um to why we did that, why we created the personal um, one day personal branding blitz in its original form was to be able to work with people like you, where we can come into your space, like you said, or your home, actually get to know you, even though it does start before that. It's nothing like going into and devoting the time to work with the client one on one exclusively in their own comfort zone. There's just something really special about that because we get to see you as you are, which means we're going to be able to pull out the truth into your messaging and your content. So being there with you, um, seeing you with your children, seeing you with your husband, seeing you in the comfort of your kitchen and in your home and throughout even, you know, taking photos throughout your neighborhood. It's going to give that that it that will increase the confidence, which will then show up because as soon as we finish day I mean you really took off like there was very little that we had to do to support you but that's that really does come back to that discussion I was saying earlier around 
the years of experience coming to the table. Not to say everyone who's ready for branding has to have years and years of um, experience, but there definitely needs to be a level of preparedness. And so there is there is a client who's ready for a branding blitz. And then there's a client who really just kind of needs to maybe like do some testing of their market, figure out exactly what they have to offer the world, um, you know, really figure out their lane before they invest at that level. So there really is a difference between those two. And I, if I could, if we had to offer advice, I'd say Veronica and I both have some great tips for knowing if you're ready. Um, and then, you know, if you are, our personal branding blitz has evolved because of COVID-19 and coronavirus, you know, we've had to shift quite a bit in terms of how we work. So we have the virtual personal branding blitz is now our offer for those who are not local. We've adapted it into two offers, one for those who are local to uh, Dallas, Texas area, and then one for those who are, um, you know, kind of the US and not quite local. And so we have something for both um, audience members and, you know, B can share more about that too. Ms. Veronica? Yes. Um, so yeah, like Rachel said, we have pretty much transitioned from exactly what we did for you, which was the one day in person, to a virtual experience. And so the virtual experience um, will actually, as far as a timeline, stretch out to around 30 days, depending on content and scheduling and those sorts of things. And so um, within that 30 days, you'll still, the product will be the same as far as um, a website or a landing page, um, a branding guide, a brand refresh, um, logo, strategy, um, social media strategy, et cetera. So it'll it'll still it'll still come out, you know, at the end of the same, but just because we're not able to meet in person, we've kind of made that switch to that. Right. And you know, just hearing you list off all the things that we did that day. I was like, wow, we did so much. And that is so true. I was like, I forgot about the logo and the full style style guide and all of that. I'm like, wow. So yes, um, I encourage anyone um, to reach out. And like you said, Rachel, when you're ready, I think there needs to be some preliminary business mm -hmm. things in place before you invest in a venture like this. But when you see that you are ready to be um, committed to this process and really to get your business and your product off the ground, um, a branding blitz or something of this nature, I would highly recommend. So um, not only is it productive, but it is just so encouraging. It makes you feel like, yeah, let me go do this. <laughs> so, yeah, and I would just love for each of you ladies um, to take speaking to the woman in the middle who is saying, I have a product, I have a business, I know the world needs it, but the world doesn't know yet. Um, how would you encourage them, whether it be a practical piece of advice or just something to encourage them to continue? So I'll start with Veronica. You know what, actually, I'm sorry. I want to back up one, just one second okay. and talk about how comprehensive the branding blitz is. Okay. So because Rachel is like heavy on strategy and I'm heavy on design, you're getting both, you're getting the benefit of both those backgrounds. For sure. Uh, sometimes you'll get a designer who doesn't know strategy, probably is not going to even read the content that you give them. <laughs> they're not going to make sure it makes sense. They're not going to make sure it falls in line, you know, with what they're trying to communicate. And so it, it doesn't all flow together. 
So I think um, one of the things that we were saying about, you know, your process is how comprehensive, how comprehensive it was and how in the end you came out ready to roll. Ready so to I, just, I just wanted to go back to that really quick and say, you know, and just pinpoint that and say that. And then also to talk about three ways that you know that you're ready. Yeah. And just okay. really quickly, one of the things that I love most about yours, Myra, about your particular, uh, our time together was that and something that doesn't often get said behind the scenes. So most clients and customers don't understand this aspect is that when you are creating content for your website, unless you're going to that designer ready, handing them photos and handing them the words or the copy to put on your site, a lot of times, you know, you're not paying for that with the designer. That is something that you have to come in ready with. And so with us, you know, we sat down at your table and we figured out exactly what we wanted every single word to say on your site. You're not going to get that with a traditional web design. Um, a lot of times you'll have to hire a separate copywriter. So just, you know, also something to keep in mind, but that's one of the things that I enjoy most about working with you is that, you know, you really came with the full message and we were able to pull that through, comb it through and then polish it. And now we have, you know, your, your beautiful website. So, um, but you know, those three things that, those three ways that you can tell if you're ready, I'd say the very first thing that matters when you are building a brand or considering launching a new service or product is to make sure that your your message is your own or your identity, whether it be the name of your company, the name of your product, um, that trendy hashtag or term you want to use or slogan that you want to attach to your brand message is yours. And so the best way to do that is to check and see if you own the intellectual property. Um, so you might, you know, wake up one day and say, oh my God, I have this great idea and this is what I want to call it. Well, you know, in the world of creative um, or of creativity, ideas go from one to the next. And a lot of times people get in trouble because they've invested into a name that they actually don't own. So a good way to just quick check that is to, number one, um, you, you can do something as simple as checking to see if that name is available for free by doing a trademark search. And you can do this. Uh, this isn't legal advice, but this is something that anyone can do on their own by going to USPTO.gov. And just checking the name, you know, is seeing if there's any conflict. Maybe there is and you just want to tweak it a little bit. Number two, you could also do a domain search. Something as simple as going to a site like Namecheap or GoDaddy and seeing if that name is available. A lot of times if it is, that's usually a good sign. But owning a domain is not the same as owning the business or intellectual property. Um, and then, uh, of course, another way is that you could go in and check and see if that business name is available in your state. So using a tool like LegalZoom or Inkfile, you can actually check your state's um, registration to see if other businesses have been listed that way. So that's a lot for number one. But just trust me, you don't want to make the mistake of branding. I mean, we see it all the time. Uh, Beyonce wanted to... Um, have I believe it was was it Blue Ivy I believe was the name that she wanted to trademark but someone already had had already owned that trademark for I believe what was a um, goodness a um, ink party or event planning company if I'm not mistaken and mm -hmm. so things it, it happens it happens every single day um, like I said this isn't legal advice but this is a good way to just make sure you own your intellectual property before you for invest. sure because you would hate to go through all of this mm -hmm. extensive <laughs> branding or even any any step um, yeah without yeah. having checked this because it would just be all for not for yeah. great information all right number two and then i would say number two is to go ahead and put yourself out there 
um, start building those relationships, start building your social media and engaging with your audience and just to, to kind of establish yourself. Um, and also to make sure that your idea is a good idea, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. is this even something that people will be interested in? So I would definitely say, start building those relationships. Um, and if it's a product, you want to see if there's even a market for this product, mm-hmm. you know? So definitely to go ahead and put yourself out there just, you know, from the beginning, even before you have gone through a branding blitz, just make sure that, you know, this is something that you're passionate about and something that you definitely want to pursue and something that there is an audience for. Exactly. And then with that, you know, Veronica, we've discussed before that sometimes what stops us from, you know, testing it even is just that we're trying to wait for um, perfection, Uh but, you know, get the beta product out there or, you know, whatever is something that's done um, doesn't have to be perfect, you know, just put it out there and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So great information. And the last, the third tip. Yeah. And in, I think the third one goes right to number two. It's just another way to say it. So the same way that you're going to want to test your market online by throwing it out there and testing it, you know, social media is a great way to have an unofficial focus group, but there's nothing like building relationships offline too. So once you have, you know, established your brand, check this IP, making sure that you own that and it's your identity. And now you're in the phase of sharing it with the world. We are definitely not waiting for perfection. We are beta testing. Beta testing is everything. And once you (laughs) kind of put yourself out there, then it's so important to get offline and hit the streets. So you got to go where your people are. Do not rely 100% digital marketing. It is not the only way. And very often it's actually um, what I would say, and especially with, I mean, we're proof of that. We have been 100% referral based. We are completely boutique marketing and we built our entire um, collaboration based on our relationships that came from our career. So if you have not, done the work of connecting with people real time and uh you know you're kind of waiting on social media or digital marketing to be your way to go you could be missing a big opportunity for your business expansion and success so they they all work together for sure ladies you all are um just a great duo like veronica highlighted just like your experience and your knowledge is um i think an amazing combination and I know that I have reaped the benefits of it and so I encourage any lady in the middle who is looking for that next branding step to ready to make that move to make things more official more crisp and more professional that um, they seek out Woe Creative and if not Woe Creative another company that um, that you can trust um, to make your visions come to life because um, we're not just dreamers anymore Um, we're 40 and above and it's time to put some skin in the game and um, to bring our dreams and visions into reality because ladies getting older with style and grace ain't easy, but somebody got to do it. Why not us? And why not you? And so I want everyone, Veronica, Rachel, Rachel, and all my ladies in the middle to choose to make it a great day.